Okay, uh, hey, we are live now. Uh, hi, everyone. So, as promised, uh, once again back uh, for uh, Sunday 5 pm tech pe chacha. And uh, I think uh, since we started last two weeks, most questions have come around this topic. A lot of people have asked about it. Uh, hot topic these days, uh, lots of people getting new job offers and uh, uh, people asking about, you know, uh, t- compensation, CTC, what are ESOPs, how to find out the best package, how to negotiate. So, we'll uh, discuss all of that uh, and actually I will start off with a actually broad uh, question to you even you so uh, you know do you think that you know currently industry like a lot of people are saying that you know the sort of baseline what ISD 1 gets what ISD 2 gets all of these things are changing the industry is very rapidly changing in terms of compensation uh, and and these uh, remote jobs people are saying is also affecting because of the pandemic so what's your view on that uh, Actually, uh, audio is uh, not coming. It's mute. Sorry, I, I I was on mute. Sorry about that. Ah. So I was saying that uh, as you mentioned that you know like uh, current industry is changing for good. Uh, like of course we all know developer salaries have gone up for you know all time high. Um, but unlike you know often often it also is taken with a little a little bit of skepticism from people that no no this is all temporary. Uh, but one I think inter- interesting parameter to see here is that unlike let's say stock market or daily trading where you know often it is like a zero-sum game that you know if someone wins then someone else is going to lose tech salaries i i think i very strongly believe are not zero-sum game because you know tech salaries will only go high if there's a lot of innovation happening in any economy uh if there are you know really big uh, uh you know very innovative businesses like actually you know we can also saw from the past we can also uh, look at it from the history that uh, say in early 2000s or you know uh, since since very beginning tech salaries skyrocketed in silicon valley as well right and actually even back then people used to say that you know it is all after some time but today we know that 20 years from say 2000 some year 2000 2000 2021 years since then and it has only gone up right uh, okay. and of course that led to creation of many many multi-billion now close to trillion dollar companies as well I think that India is on the same journey now. Excelries are going high. That's a great sign. It should be celebrated rather than being skeptic about. Uh, and you know, of course, if, if only thing that I think we need to work on is uh, creating abundance of talent. That uh, uh, there are people who are getting these high salaries. They are actually also capable of delivering to that. You know, helping building trillion dollar companies uh, in India. And as long as that is happening, there's no reason why tech salaries will go down anytime. Uh, right, so this right. are on the rise. Uh, this you know global remote job also is going to boost that, and it's a great sign for overall economy. No one should be skeptic about it. No one should feel weird, worried that why <laughs> salaries are going high. It is a good thing for everyone. Right, right. As long as value getting created, uh, it's, it's a great thing for everybody, for the economy, for the people, uh, and Absolutely. for the tech startups as well. Absolutely. Uh, so I'll uh, quickly, you know, where, by the way, if anybody has any questions, feel free to keep them, you know, on the chat. I will pick them up as well. Uh, but to begin with, I think a lot of people they wanted to know a little breakdown and technical details of the, you know, salary as well. So if we talk about, say, you know, there's like packages there, CTC, then the cash component there is equity, source bonuses, a lot of things. So if we just talk about the cash component first of all, and you have had a lot of experiences working in a lot of companies, you know, and, and you know, 
paying a lot of people salaries as well so uh, here i think uh, these are some small i think sort of rapid fire questions we had so when we talk about base what is base what is that word <laughs> So, you know, like actually it's this word is used by many people in a lot of different contexts uh, mm. and of course it's not a word which has any formal definition right uh, right so there are two ways how people look at base you know one one uh, one definition and you know in one context how people use it is that you know effectively divided by 12 and that is the pre tax you know money that you get of course you will have to pay tax on top of that whatever your tax liabilities might be This is very interesting. Of course, we can do another session about you know uh, taxation for techies. <laughs> of course, <laughs> uh, right? But uh, yeah, you know, I can uh, I can relate with that. That as a young man, you know, when my salary was X, and then I got a job paying me two X, and then effectively what I got at the end of the month was much less than two X. It was maybe just one point okay. one X or something, right? And then right. you know, like, what exactly happened? And then when I talked to the company, they said, you know. The rest of it went for the taxes, right? <laughs> so taxes to be understood separate topic. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, one uh, one uh, way to look at base salary often people call it as that you know uh, uh, divided by twelve, and that is the money that you will get without reducing the taxes. However, uh, often there's another similar sounding word mentioned in the offer letter, which is called basic salary. Um, uh, so now, basic. in your base, now basic salary is often taken in a different context. That basic salary is basically, you know, your company, of course, would try to give you a salary structure which is most tax efficient for you. A lot of companies try to do that um, yeah. uh, to help their employees save taxes. Then the basic salary becomes a component which definitely is taxable. On top of that, they might give you a lot of, you know, they might put a lot of money under reimbursement section. Let's say you know a company might say that we will pay you phone bill, and there is two thousand rupees for that. There's HRA, which is house rent allowance. That this is the allowance given to you, you know, uh, which you can use to pay your accommodation, etc. Now the thing is that out of these sections, for as many sections you are actually paying, and you know you can produce the bills, all of that becomes non-taxable. because then it is not that the salary paid to you but company says that let's say for company work you need to keep a phone you need to have an internet connection at home or even you need to live somewhere and pay the rent so there in these sections you can get tax benefit right so companies try to a lot of companies try to keep the basic salary as low as possible and then lot more components under special allowances or you know uh, your uh, hra or phone flexi uh, benefits also some people flexi call it. benefits right? right so you will still get them mostly companies will say that you will get this get this money even if you don't produce the receipts however in that case it will become taxable uh, so the, all of this is generally included in the base basic salary is different and the base is different basic salary base is basically your basic salary plus all the components all the you know whatever com- money company might end up paying you. got it got it got it uh so then there is the next question which is uh, so joining bonus so what is the joining bonus how is it like different different people i think pay different different ways as well and also i would like to add one more thing you are running a startup as well so from an employer's perspective why is a joining bonus there what uh, does yeah. it achieve so you know of course name itself is self explanatory joining bonus is the bonus that you get as soon as you join the company now why would company give the amount as a joining bonus but not add to the salary right or uh, so first thing is that of course obvious factor that um, like in the prior world 
uh, often when someone joins a new company they might have to take care of a lot bunch of stuff right like let's say relocating to a different city or you know let's say paying any past dues or there might be certain bonus which is supposed to be paid out to the person at the year end and because the person is leaving the company before completing the cycle full the annual cycle and get the bonus so to compensate for that a joining bonus could be given right so these are the various reason why you know a company might say that fine you know there's a joining bonus that you will get for whatever you might have you know you might be leaving on the table or whatever extra expenses you might incur when joining the company another factor is also that you know like of course every company have a internal parity let's say i talk about myself let's say me and arna if we are working in the same company we know that we both are with similar capabilities we are at the similar position and now let's say if my salary is 20 lakhs and if i if if uh, arna gets hired in the company at 40 lakhs i'm going to feel bad about it right and no company wants a scenario right uh so like and like if we we ourselves put in those shoes i we do not ever want that someone in the company is paid much more monthly salary than what i am paid while we are at the same level and there is a world world for it called parity that you know there has to be a salary parity that has to be maintained in the now right now like government organization of course when we hire people at different levels it is possible that you know the person who we know is a good fit for the team might already have a salary which is you know a bit high right but that doesn't mean that we cannot hire the person that doesn't mean that we shouldn't include this really great guy in the team and one way to fix that is that instead of having people at very different salaries at the same position they can be compensated with through different kind of bonuses right now let's say if i am at a salary of 30 lakhs already and i am in talks with a company the company is really great uh, i love the people there but their budget for this role for this position is only 20 lakhs right now of course i cannot join them for lesser the less salary that uh, i already have how company can of course address this for me is that they can give me a joining bonus they can give me a retention bonus so net net in the overall year i end up earning more or less the same it might be you know related to my performance as well but at the same time company is able to maintain the parity so that people other people in the team who are at a certain uh, salary level they do not feel bad right now of course if i am more capable if i am really great if i am better than everyone else at this level i can perform and get promoted in 6 months and then my salary can be increased right so this is you know this is the reason for which various joining bonuses are added joining bonus might be added for three four different reasons one is that you are leaving losing out on a certain bonus that you were to get in the company and the, this company wants to get you to join as quickly as possible so they can compensate for that what you are buy out some people call it yes yes all right so that could be the joining bonus or let's say it, be, it might be given out to just maintain the parity but at the same time do not let you ask you to lose something that you are earning third could be that there are any additional expenses that you might need to incur when joining the new company and this could be used to, uh, to kind of fill that gap understood understood i think some of those uh, things uh, carry over uh, to the next question also right. but then what's the difference between say a retention bonus and a joining bonus so retention bonus is a paid out that you know this will be paid out after you have finished certain amount of time at the company right so let's say let me put some real numbers here let's say there is a young engineer really sharp one uh, joining at um, 10 lakh currently has a salary of 10 lakhs a year and let's say he has another offer of let's say 18 lakhs a year and i also want to hire the person right right now 
I know that in fixed salary giving 18 lakhs is not feasible. So it could be broken down that let's say the person will have 14 in fixed, two as joining bonus and two as retention bonus. Now joining bonus will also have a term that after joining, right after joining, if you leave the company within a period of one year, then you will have to return them. Now the retention bonus is in a way that he will be paid out this amount the day the person completes one year at the company. So joining bonus is paid up front. However, if you leave within certain period of time, this might be different at different companies, but you will have to pay it back if you leave in less than that period. Retention bonus will be the money that you will be paid irrespective of anything else. The moment you finish one year at the company, it is not a performance bonus. Now, one of the reasons very candid talk why HRs generally add a retention bonus as well is that of course, everyone wants stable people in the company, right? Like every company, if they're hiring you, they want you to create some impact there, some delta in the business there. And then of course, you know, you might continue with the company for a decade or whatever time, but maybe you might even leave after two, three years after having created good, meaningful impact, which is also of course, okay, right? But the company wants to make sure that you are not just taking up the offer to boost up your salary slips and then switch again. They want you to stay there for at least a year or two or three, create some meaningful impact and then leave, right? So retention bonus is in a way, a way to ensure that also, you know, in a, in a structured way that you are going to get this money only after you have spent some time there. And the company is assuming that if you have spent this much time here, then definitely you would have created some impact. Right Got now, the counter uh, scenario that companies are trying to address with that is that let's say someone is at a salary of five lakhs. Now, this company like this person a lot. They are willing to pay him 15 lakhs. But what they are worried about is that what if this person joins us, uptakes his salary to 15 lakhs, but just leaves after two months and then negotiates, <laughs> you know, from 15 lakhs, negotiates 18 lakhs, 20 lakhs from some other company. So we do not want to be used like that. While we appreciate the skills of the person, we want to give him a big uptake, but we do not want to be used like that just for the salary uptake, right? So to address that, what HRs often devise, and this is in a way, if you see it is win-win for everyone, that the person is also getting a higher pay, but the company is also on the safer side that you cannot, uh, you know, kind of just use their higher salary to get next jump, right? That is totally okay. But you know, spend a year, two years here, create some good impact get some promotions here and then move on. So basically retention bonus is kind of used like, you know, again, the word itself is self-explanatory. This is to retain you in the company for, uh, you know, a certain period of time. Got it. Uh, before we actually continue with some of uh, already, I had some questions. There is actually one question that has come up from the chat and it's interesting. People ask this is that is there more tax cut on joining bonus or the retention bonus than actual monthly salary this is something people often yes ask. not really not really you know uh, in the income tax laws there is no such uh, rule which says that bonuses are to be taxed separately it is all considered as part of the you know income yes there might be a tds deducted on it that when the joining bonus is paid to you there will be a tds deducted on it which might be more or less basis the tax planning that you have. However, end of the year, no matter what is the TDS deducted, end of the year, when you file in, you know, your income tax return, irrespective of whether it was salary or bonus, it will be counted as income. And if there is extra TDS deducted, you can claim it back in your income tax return. If there is less, if company deducts less TDS and you end up earning more, then you will have to, you know, pay more taxes. However, some of the bonuses sometimes might 
lead to tax saving as well again i will not take a deep dive into that right now maybe we can do another session on taxation sure. or taxation later yeah, but yeah we have got a lot of interest for that financial planning thing we will definitely do an add on session for that for sure <laughs> but trust me bonuses most times like in my experience at least in my limited experiences seeing salaries of people or even earning salaries myself bonuses most likely will not lead to additional tax for you right right now now in addition to that you know bonus question we talked about some of the fixed bonuses like joining and uh, retention bonus but there is also a performance bonus uh, that is sometimes written in part of your package so uh, you know it sometimes is said up to or minimum this performance bonus something like that so how do, what are different structures in which performance bonus is paid right the performance bonus you know again the words always are self explanatory that this is the bonus tied to performance now we need to understand whose performance it can be your performance or it can be company's performance as well right uh, now there are certain job roles where the performance bonus makes a majority now this might not the techies might not see it often but let's say a role like sales right where you know the performance is directly indicative that in this month how much sales did i bring to the company right so there generally performance bonuses are all tied to that you know whatever sales you do basis that you will have a performance right as you grow older and older as you become and in, get into the leadership positions your compensation will always start getting more and more heavy towards your performance bonus because for example let's say if a company is hiring a ceo or if a company is hiring a business head right now the now this person's responsibility is not writing code that you know as long as i rolled out a project in time then i'm doing my job properly but the job of a business head or a ceo is going to be that how well your business is performing right so then you know his majority of compensation is going to get derived from that in t time let's say in a year from now or two year from now where do you get this business how much money is this comp- business making for the company right uh, so however now let's me let me put this in more in context for uh, you know typical techie let's say between somewhere between 1 to 15 years of experience here for a techie performance bonus will be tied to generally like you know there are two ways companies structure it let's say comp- larger companies would say that there is a personal performance multiplier to it and there is a company right. performance multiplier to it right now let's say there could be one scenario that the company does really really well in this period however your performance have been just average you will still get a performance bonus but it will be slightly lesser second scenario might be that you did exceptionally well company also did exceptionally well in this period so you are going to get a bigger multiplier right as an example let's say your company says that your base performance bonus is 2 lakhs it is going to have a 1x multiplier of company performance it is going to have 1x multiplier of your performance so in best case you might get up to 4 lakhs but in worst case you know assuming that the company continues doing too well you will still get at least 2 lakhs right so yes right. you know you should you should discuss these things if you see a performance bonus section in your offer you should discuss that you know Uh, what is the minimum bonus committed what is the max it can get to what are the variables to that because when you know that what are the targets also that's also important correct, to have in mind correct correct that what are the targets you know uh, it is important that you have gotten this very well defined so that you can make sure that you are achieving those targets and then you can get the performance bonus it it's a bad place to be in where at the year end you are told that you know you are going to get a bad performance bonus because you didn't perform well and you didn't even know on what parameters your performance was to be evaluated so it is better to kind of get this defined very very precisely at the beginning itself 
right uh, and then this was another question that actually came up and uh, i think when you're talking about performance bonus some part of company performance so i think there's also something called stock based incentive sbis and something like that in packages uh, so this i believe would work only for the publicly traded companies correct correct so this is only relevant for really huge companies which have done ipo uh, when i say that a company has done ipo it's uh, you know it's a company of the size of let's say amazon or microsoft etc or tcs or infosys uh, most of the smaller companies startups or even you know mid sized companies they will not be public yet uh, this basically essentially in very simple words simply means that if the company's shares which are traded in the public market if their prices increase then every all the employees are also going to get some certain incentives if they go down then these incentives will not be given and the reason companies will give these uh, you know kind of incentives is that of course a company's performance is a cumulative sum of performance of everyone in the team right so if everyone in the team knows that if we perform well if the company's business grows if the stock goes higher then we are going to get incentive and then you know in a way it is ownership of the employees as well that if company performs well uh, we are not only going to get our salaries but we are also going to get additional incentives right and if you are in a publicly traded company then when the sort of stock market celebrates your company going up the employees should also feel some part of that happiness so so this component can help there uh, next segment uh, let's talk a little bit about the components which are not hard cash uh, in nature uh, so stocks resorts rsus lot of names out there and right. we will start with the fundamentals here uh, right uh, you know so so uh, i think this question also comes up a lot in like equity yeah. stock share three different words are there is it the same is it the different is it different what does it mean yeah before going into this you know i think bit specific i will just want to call out one thing that but and this is particularly with the young engineers and uh, to be very candid when i was 20 year old probably i also felt the same i have seen a lot of people making this mistake that you know i only care about what cash the company gives me i will give you one example one of uh, the learner one of the mentee i used to guide uh, he told me that sir i have got two offers two really good offers one company is paying me 16 lakhs in cash another company is paying me 15 lakhs in cash so i'm thinking i will join the company which is paying me 16 lakhs in cash no 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 i have okay you know tell me a little more tell me about which companies these are what were what is the overall offer structure he said that you know this company is paying me 16 lakhs cash that is all the other company is paying me 15 lakhs in cash but uh, you know uh, they are giving me 5 lakhs per year in esops and they will give me some other bonus as well but you know because the fixed part is higher at other companies so i'm thinking <laughs> Right. So first thing is that yeah, you know, ESOP and RSUs, whatever in format, in whatever format the company might be giving you equity, it is as good as cash, is if not better. Right. I'll explain. You know, right after we will explain how and why. But do not brush aside. You know, whatever ESOP or RSU a company might be giving you. Of course, you might evaluate whether the company I'm talking to is this company is it going to survive or is it going to shut down in a year or two, right? and if if you feel this company is not really going to do well it's not going to survive then why should you join irrespective of what salary they give you right you do not want to be at a irrespective of what salary what esop give you you shouldn't join a company where you do not see that the company is going to do well right and if the company is if you believe that company is good it is going to do well it is going to grow then the esops are actually probably more valuable uh then you know uh, what cash you might be getting i will also explain this with examples from history uh, but maybe you know right. let's do that later uh, correct correct 
in the session so so i think uh, to start off with the i mean set up the fundamental so that yeah. we can discuss the options and purchase plan all of that but to start off with i mean what do these three words mean and what exactly does equity mean like if you get right. 1000 shares of a company what does that really mean a lot of people right. don't even understand that right. on a higher level in layman world i can first tell you that equity stock share more or less they are all the same there might be some very nuanced you know for example between stock and share there is very nuance you know if you if you go to the investopedia and read about it so basically share you may say is super set of stock every stock is a share every share might not be stock uh, should we take let me take just one minute to talk about it ha sure uh, of course right so shares for example share is a piece of the company right now let's say if an investor is in making an investment let's say there is an investor which comes and says that i want to invest 100 cr into skiller right in return he is going to get certain shares right now shares are of different category investors will have a different category of share founders will have a different category of share and let's say employees might have a separate category of share there might be some external advisors or you know uh, some strategic investors they might have a different category of shares right all of these are shares right there is something called as for example preference shares what preference share which is generally given to the you know investors who are investing their cash only they generally have preference shares what preference shares mean is that let's say whenever the company is sold hmm. first their shares will be liquidated to the extent to which they had invested in the company so let's say a company raises 100 cr in investment and let's say after one year the company gets sold for 110 cr first of all 100 cr of the investors will be given back to them because they had the preference shares and remaining 10 cr could be distributed in whatever way is supposed to be distributed among all the shareholders right let's say if a company gets sold it it had raised 100 cr in investment and it got sold for 90 cr then all the 90 cr will go to people holding preference share first because they had invested 100 cr in hard cash in the company itself right and that is very reasonable that is very fair right uh, so you know like these all are make share now stock is a subset of share stock we may say is a kind of uh, a type of share right equity again is pretty much similar uh, but if we talk in the context as an employee if you are considering joining a company uh, you know uh, for you do not need to kind of uh, Uh, confuse yourself in a lot of nitty gritties. Equity stock right. share, you can safely assume, are all the same. Right, right, right. I mean, as long as you are not investor or a founder, then these yes. differences don't matter. If you are not you. an investor, if you are not making a cash investment into the company, if you are not founding a company, then you can safely assume that equity stock share are all same for you. Correct, correct. Now uh, let's start talking actually about the bigger companies. Then we'll come to the startup world as well. So RSUs is something that you know you go for any big company. They have a RSU segment in the compensation. So what are RSUs? How do they work basically? Right. So you know now to begin with RSU, you know is an acronym. What does it mean, right? So RSU, if I expand on that, it is restricted stock unit or reserved stock unit. These two are used interchangeably. Uh, just give me one moment my electricity flipped i quick check i am still online right audio is there video i think okay. has stopped yeah <laughs> hey, uh, it's yeah. Uh, back video is also back okay. yeah so rsus are you know restricted stock units basically it is you know uh 
in a way you may assume that this is also a sort of compensation given to the uh, employees by the employer right generally rsus are given by publicly traded companies or you know pretty large companies uh, so you know they are basically you know like there is a, another word called vesting we will talk about it what vesting means but basically you know rsus are given to you by the employer the frequency can be defined by the employer that you know do you get them monthly do you get them quarterly or you might get them once in a year that you know once you complete one year then you get certain rsus now this getting the rsu is basically called vesting right and at the time of vesting there is a fair market value assigned to it right that whatever might be the fair market value of the company at that point in time basis that uh, x number of shares will be given out to you now once they have been given to you how their value change over time you are going to reap the benefit so let's say someone joined amazon in 2020 probably amazon share price at that time might have been some 100 dollars or so now let's say if i got 10 dollar 10 shares of amazon in 2010 now how the price of uh, amazon share change over time i am going to reap all the benefit of that it's not that that amazon will just give you maybe a certain amount to me however the price of the cha- value of the share change over time once they have been assigned to me that is going to be my benefit and of course if they go down and if i have not sold them then i might also lose the money that is all there just like you know any share that you want right got it got it uh so now uh, as we talk about esops for startups i think before that one more fundamental thing is like what does something like stock option or some places also call a purchase plan so esop espp these kind of terminology is used uh and in this case you are not actually getting stocks you are getting an option so what does that really mean to the individual right so if we and try to understand it again uh, we can begin kind of you know understanding it from the word itself that stock option right a company says that you will get rsu you will get reserved stock units versus another company says that you get stock option right what that simply means is that you have an option to own the share right it's not mandated on you but you always have the option right now what is the difference between an option and owning it right the difference is that it is your choice whether you want to take it or not you have not taken it yet but the company is telling you that in future as well within whatever terms and conditions might be we'll talk about some of the most common ones but you have an option to own this shares whenever you want or you have an option to purchase it as well one might also say it as that is also you know is the purchase plan that you have an option to purchase it now you might ask that you know why are you giving me an option to purchase it and not just give it me to me instead right <laughs> the reason for that is that when you get certain ownership then there comes ta- tax liability right exactly. now let's say uh, if there is uh, you know uh, if you like for example whatever salary you earn we were talking about taxation right whatever salary you earn you have to pay tax on it you cannot escape it right now when you get shares of a company now if it is a very young privately owned company if you own the share of the company you will have the tax liability of the same right, right. however if it is a very young company you cannot even share sell their shares because they are not in public right if, if let's say if you own shares of amazon 
you can very well go and sell the share whenever you want or if you okay. can of course also retain it but if it is a very small company you cannot sell the share so now if i as a young company give shares to the employees then my employees are going to be in a bad situation that they have earned these shares they have owned these shares these shares have a tax liability so i'm supposed to pay tax on that but i cannot sell these shares right so i own something which has uh, you know nominal value on it and i'm supposed to pay tax uh, but i cannot sell versus let's say if you get amazon share then fine you know you can decide that i had 10 shares the tax i need to pay for them is i can pay them either through my you know salary that i get if i feel that you know i believe that these shares are going to grow a lot so i don't want to let them go or i can maybe just sell one share out of my 10 shares and pay the tax right and retain rest nine to address this companies you know have this stock option or purchase plan where you are not a shareholder yet but you have a right you know like company is giving you in written that when you want under certain conditions when these certain conditions are met you can pay a small amount for it and you can own them right we will talk about of course in detail that uh, how exactly that functions uh, right. so benefit to you of owning stock option instead of shares is that one you do not have to there is no tax liability for you there is no reporting that you need to do there is no annual reporting you know uh, to the uh, let's say registrar of the company uh, third is that in a privately held company if you become a shareholder then there are a lot of you know like for example in your every year in your itr you will have to mention that i am shareholder Correct. of this company and this is my income or dividend from this company by owning stock options you have you will get benefit as the company's value grow but you are saved from all of these things so stock if actually is- if there is funding then you have to pay further tax as well <laughs> at the company yes yes exactly you know if if you own shares and if the company raises funds and the company's value goes up then again you will have to pay taxes but if you own stock options you do not need to worry about any of this so actually stock option is nothing but just a very innovative financial tool designed for younger companies where employees can still own shares of the company without having to worry about all the nitty gritties that a share owner has to go through right 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 Uh, now talking about how it is granted like whether it is rsu at the big companies as well as esops in uh, private companies there always is this uh, concept of cliff and vesting uh, so you start getting it at some point of time and then over some period of time it is slowly given quarterly vesting is there even i uber today got uh, uber recently got very famous they are doing daily vesting <laughs> so oh, wow. so what is what uh, how does this work like what is right. a cliff what is a vesting let's just define these terms first so that you know when when we are using it our audiences know what exactly it means cliff let's define cliff first you know uh, if we map to the real world what is a cliff you know a point after which something changes right uh, hey. so that is exactly what uh, you know a cliff in a stock plan is that let's say you join a company right when should you, should you become a part owner of the company should you become a part owner of the company the day you join the company but then what if you leave the next day right i join a company and i leave the next day and i have all the shares of the company it's not fair for the company right because you have not really done anything there uh so the cliff is a period in which a company can fairly assume that if a person have spent this much time in the company he would have definitely contributed enough to the company where he can have a part ownership of the company so this period is called cliff period 
and if you leave the company before ending the cliff period you will not get any shares of that right now this cliff period in most of the cases and most of the esop plans in india and us and europe i have seen will be typically one year that if you leave a company before finishing your full one year at the company you will not get any get any shares be it in the form of rsu or be it in the form of esop for example if you join amazon and you leave amazon in less than one year you will not get any share of that right so this is called cliff period now some companies for more leadership role they might even define cliff period to be two years or one and a half year but most of the times it is generally kept at one year right so that is what cliff is now vesting is vesting is that you know that for next four years we are going to give you a certain number of shares but again you know it doesn't mean that whether you work for one year or two year or four year you are going to get same amount of share right so as as we mentioned that rsus are in a way given as a part of compensation right and it is also fair right if someone works at a company for four years he should get more shares and if someone works at a company for one year or two years they should get less shares right so with the vesting plan companies design that that we join the company you spend one year if you spend less than one year you will not get any if you spend one year you will get say one fourth of the shares and after that now companies might have different plans one company might say that every year you will keep getting you know similar amount that let's say you get one fourth of the shares once you finish one year then you get another one fourth when you finish two years you get another one fourth when you finish three years and so on and so forth okay looks like is that no, your robot cleaner no Uh, no, no, no. That's just uh, my uh, dog, Augie. So he just came in, opened the door, and <laughs> now I started coming in from. No, this happens to me when my robotic vacuum cleaner starts coming around to clean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you know, we were talking about the vesting period. Now some other companies might have slightly different vesting period, where it is more heavy towards the later years. Like actually, I can uh, you know, of course, I cannot comment whether what it is exactly today. but amazon and some other companies also have this plan where you will get probably 1/8 of your total ownership in the first year you will get 1/6 in the second year and in the third and fourth year you will get majority of right so some companies might design it where it is more heavier for the later years but you know a more employee friendly company will probably keep it you know equal across as it's hard to say employee friendly or not but uh, you know if a company want to design it more for long term retainment of the talent then it will be basically you know heavier towards the later years or for some other company it might be just equal across all four years if you have two exactly same offers let's say if you have two offers where one company gives you equal in every year and let's say your stocks are vested monthly or quarterly as opposed to annually uh, for example arna uh, you mentioned that uber is doing daily vesting right as an employee that is better for you as an employee it is better for you to have daily monthly or quarterly vesting rather than annual vesting as an employee it is better for you to have equal vesting rather than heavier vesting on the later part if you have an option you should negotiate try to negotiate for shorter vesting periods and at least flat vesting plan rather than heavy vesting plan towards the end of the employment right 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 we have actually a follow up question around this itself is so uh and uh, if 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 you have been given a plan with four year vesting after two years some part has been vested then you yeah. leave uh, what are the scenarios in in that case 
So I had one thing, uh, you know, of course, uh, if they are giving you four year vesting plan, what happens if you leave after two years? Depends a lot on exactly what are the terms of your ESOP plan. So you should review them in detail. I can talk about some of the top level terms. First is that what is your vesting schedule? Are you going to get one fourth in the first year, one fourth in the second year and so on and so forth? That is the first part, right? Uh, if you assuming that, let's say if it is so, then whatever stocks are promised to you in four years, you, at the end of two years, you will already have half of them vested to you, Correct. right? Now, after you leave, there is something else called as exercising options. Once yeah. you have left the company, you are supposed to exercise your shares, your ESOP, your options, right? What is exercising? Let me define exercising now. Exercising means, as we mentioned earlier, that you know you had an option to own the shares. Exercise basically means exercising that option, exercising that right, that I had the right to own these shares, and now I want to exercise that right. right? How do you exercise? You might have to pay something called a strike price, right? So a strike right. price is basically, you know, of course, let's say I join a company today. Now the share price today is only 10 rupees, right? Now I, with my sweat and blood and hard work, along with everyone in, everyone else in the team, we work together and we got this company to become really big. And now this company have become a company, which is, let's say, where share price have gone from 10 rupees to 1000 rupees, right? Now, when I am exercising, should the company ask me that now pay 1000 rupees and exercise the share, then what is the value of all my hard work, right? Because that I could have even purchased even without working at them. So to address that concern, companies define a strike price. When you, you join the company, company will tell you that this is the strike price of your share. No matter how the price of the share changes, whenever you want to own the share, you will you only need to pay the strike price that we are defining at the time of your joining and this cannot change the strike price cannot change until you exercise right now the strike price might be company might say that for our employees it is one half of the real price today the company might say this is one tenth of the strike price today or company might tell that strike price will be what the share price is today now a very friendly ESOP plan will be where the strike price is as low as possible as low as possible. yeah Right? One rupee strike price is common in some I of can, the very employee friendly companies. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Here I can, you know, maybe a little bit of pitch that I all really good talent why you should work for Scalar. Our share price is close to seven hundred dollars, which is close to fifty thousand rupees. But the strike price is I don't remember it exactly, but probably is one cent, which is maybe fifty pesa or you know uh, sixty pesa or seventy pesa, whatever. Right. 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 So if you let's say if an employee of uh, Scalar, I'm sure now you might have quite a bit of these socks as well. Uh, <laughs> but anyone who is part of Scalar, you know, uh, every single share they own is valued at about 60,000 rupees. But if they want to exercise it, they will only have to pay 60 pesos, right? So this is a very employee-friendly uh, ESOP plan. So Ahad, whenever you are leaving, now second thing company might put is that there's an exercise period as well. That whatever is your last day of job uh, at the company, after that, within this period, you have to exercise your shares. If you don't, then your shares will be lost. So second thing is that companies should have as long exercise, like as an employee friendly ESOP plan, the exercise period should be as long as possible. In some cases, and this is something that you all should uh, discuss when joining the company, that what is my exercise period? When I leave the company, how much time do I have to exercise it? Right? And how much will I have to now for an employee, it will be best if I don't have to pay anything, if I only need to pay maybe, you know, 
some five rupees or ten rupees, which is a nominal cost, uh, and I can do that for a very long period of time. I can do that for four years after leaving the company, right? right. Because now let's say what would be a bad ESOP plan? A bad ESOP plan could be where let's say your strike price is as much as the real price at the time of your joining, and your right. exercise duration is only three months. Now let's ah, say after ah, two years you leave the company, right? Now let's say when you joined the company. Let's say the share price changed only a little bit. It let's say became only double, right? So let's say uh, your ESOP, which were given to you, worth two lakhs when you joined. When you are leaving the company, they are worth four lakhs. But if your strike price was two lakhs, then you need to either pay two lakhs to the company and take the shares within three months from leaving, or you lose the shares. This is not a good ESOP plan. A good ESOP plan would be now again a little bit of self pitching. That why Skiller is a great place <laughs> to work. Uh, Uh, that our ESOP plan is that after you leave, you only need to pay a very nominal, you know, peanut amount to own them, maybe few rupees, maybe in single digit or double digit, and you can do that for four years after leaving the company. Actually, you know, I recently heard that now with the new regulation, it is also possible to make the exercise plan even longer than that. I don't know. I heard about that from, uh, you know. Uh, that are really good the startup of india has made their exercise plan to be 100 years that you know you can right. keep your esops as long as you want another downside of exercising the esops is also that when you exercise the esops immediately right at the moment you have a tax liability on you right correct, correct. so let's say you know if you uh, own shares worth 20 lakhs of a certain company And you decided to move on. That is okay. You know, you created good impact here, and now you want to explore something else. That is okay. And you now your option is that let's say even if your strike price is very low, but if you own twenty, you know, if you pay ten rupees and in return you get twenty lakhs worth of stocks, immediately you will have to pay tax on that twenty lakhs because now that has become your own, right? So if you have really long exercise duration, my advice is no need to exercise, right? Why pay tax unnecessarily? when you should exercise is when there is some liquidity whenever you have let's say company might give you a buyback from time to time company might say that all right uh, here are your shares and you can just give it back to the company and you will get money as per today's price of the shares so now you have the liquidity if you get if you sell your shares you get cash and then you can pay the tax but paying Correct. tax without liquidity is financially not very wise why would you do that where you are locking in a lot of money while you will be only able to encash it after some time so how you know if you give after 2 years you will have to exercise your shares within the exercise duration for that you will have to pay the strike price to the company now it depends if your exercise duration is too long and if your uh, strike price is very low no need to exercise no need to do anything you just retain your esops whenever you know there's a liquidity you can exercise them or second option is also that you exercise them right away the you know the consequence of exercising your esops will be that you might have to pay some taxes and you will have to pay whatever the strike price was right 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 uh, we have a interesting question here uh, is that uh, if vesting exists then uh, why uh, stock amount is uh, counted in annual ctc right. and uh, i will I, i will also promote uh, scaler little bit here is that in at least my <laughs> offer letter the <laughs> the first year's vesting amount is only written and good companies do that uh, when when uh, i was running coding blogs is a similar thing i used to do there is uh, only Put the first year's vesting amount in uh, the package amount, but yes, uh, at least back in my college days, when uh, the sort of 
provisional whatever offer letter that companies give even uh, i think i was placed at zomato by the way from college i did not join them i joined them much later but uh, the provisional letter that they give you that contains the entire four years of stock within the first years uh, letter itself so, so ctc of 40 course lakhs and, ctc of 40 lakhs and salary of 1 lakh a year 1 lakh a month exactly well <laughs> correct 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 yeah so, no, so, so that is actually common i think right it it right. happens a lot especially to stay competitive within college placements it happens a lot so i will also distinguish generally there is a huge difference between the offer letters which are given out in the placements in colleges versus the offer letters which are given out uh, when you know when you have few years of experience when you join the company uh like one crazy thing you know a lot of interesting things that need to be fixed in our you know education system and the employment system as well that you know for the like uh, as a as a founder let's say if i am if i want to go to a college and hire now the placement cell is just going to ask me that what is your ctcn basis that you are going to get the slots right exactly. now i think that what other company has done is they have counted all the four years of shares in their ctc and if i if i try to say that you know i'm going to pay 15 lakhs in cash and in one year i'm going to give 5 lakhs of shares so my ctc is 20 which is the genuine thing right mm-hmm. now this college is going to tell me all right your ctc is uh, uh, 20 but there's another company which pays 12 lakhs in cash and they give they also give 5 lakhs of share every year but they have written you know 5 uh, 31 as ctc so you will get slots after two days from them right now this is a stupid thing done by the college Right. right the college should say that you know this is not the ctc that we consider this is the ctc we consider but you know of course uh, the placement cells of colleges are not uh, as smart as they should be so that <laughs> results in that bloated ctc being counted to give the slots to the companies right right now what that leads to is companies unnecessarily bloating their ctcs um, and yes me the right approach is your ctc should be what is the cash you are paid in one year and what is the shares that you get in that year not okay. what i will get in 4 years right so that is what you should consider as ctc even if let's say if um, you know employer or recruiter if they try to tell you that this is your ctc you should call it out that what i am going to consider my ctc is the shares that i get in this year and what whatever other bonuses etc i get in this year but whatever i get in this year is what my ctc should be correct correct and actually uh, the not the provisional one but the final joining letter that you get when you are joining the company after college has ended there the structure is actually in the more honest structure only because there too much juggling around there is not uh, com- yeah. legally compliant as well so companies cannot do that something like that but the the provisional joining letter and all they give at colleges those are just you know to compete with each other get these slots so that has to be people should be aware of that i do uh, hope that this will get fixed in few years like there is no point where you know like one thing is that people in the colleges they are very less aware about this, these things they just hmm. you know i i remember even you know uh, like someone who got a 40 lakh ctc with nothing in hand and actually when the shares are going to be given over a longer period of time uh, undermining someone who has an offer of 20 lakhs which is all in hand right 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 so college in when in college we do not know the integrities we just see a number and we rejoice uh, i do hope that you know like colleges start teaching on a little bit of finances as well so that people understand right. that what exactly it is and they are not uh, kind of misguided by some random numbers right 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 uh, actually uh, going a little beyond now esops as well and we can come back if there are more questions in the comments uh, follow up on them uh, i think this is also a part that i feel uh, not discussed enough but uh, also has its benefit is that your salary breakdown depending on company to company 
lot of different benefits are there like healthcare plans group medical insurance there is education grant or other kinds of you know food petrol telephone bill reimbursement etc yeah. uh, so some of them are sort of tax saver kind of benefits but some of them are actually very tangible benefits like in life you can use those benefits so i think any any uh, ideas from your experience what kind of these benefits are there and which one of them can be very important and we should definitely think about them while we are considering the package Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know, medical insurance, uh, healthcare insurance uh, is extremely important. Do not ever undermine that. Not only whether the company is giving you a medical insurance or not, uh, you should uh, you know ask for more details. That what is the maximum cover that I have? Is my insurance cover for five, up to five lakhs, or is it up to seven lakhs? Is it up to ten lakhs? Now two companies. Let's say one company which is giving a medical insurance where your annual cover is only one lakh. versus another company which has medical insurance where medical cover is 5 lakhs and third company their total medical cover is up to 10 lakhs there is huge difference between that i can give you another example you should also ask that who all can be covered in the medical insurance is it only for the person working in the company which is me or can i also get my parents covered in this medical insurance right right can i also have my spouse covered can i also have my in-laws let's say if you are married you should check can does the policy allow adding my in-laws to the medical insurance or not can i have my kids covered under the medical insurance now this is small litigity makes a huge difference now let's say again you know uh, like okay let me be i'm trying to promote scalar here as well scalar have a medical insurance policy where the medical cover this year is up to 10 lakhs we imported increased because of the covid situation where if anyone gets admitted uh, you know up to 10 lakhs of medical bills will be automatically covered your parents your in-laws your spouse uh your kids and even if you even if you are not married but you have a domestic partner all of them are can be covered in this insurance if you share their details right now take another company now another another company says that we do have a medical insurance but the limit is only 5 lakhs and this insurance is only for the employee you cannot cover your parents in the insurance now if you go to and now med- having medical insurance is very very important right because you know like at one time or other anyone can run into a medical emergency and you do not okay. want to be worried that there is a bill of 5 or 10 lakhs that i have to pay right effectively if you work for a company which have insurance up to 10 lakhs effectively it might mean that you have your compensation increased by 10 lakhs because otherwise in case of a medical emergency you will have to pay 10 lakhs from your pocket right correct now if you now let's say even if you buy medical insurance for for your parents yourself if your parents are above 50 most likely you will end up paying you know an insurance cost of 40 to 50000 just the insurance cost for it now if a company is getting for you that is also effectively additional ctc for you right so these are really important often i have seen that young people often ignore these that fine you know it is just an insurance how does it matter but these are important a company having good insurance plan for the employee also indicates that it's a company which really which is very inclusive i will also add that not just an insurance plan but an insurance plan which is very inclusive also indicate right. a company which cares for its employees right and that is the kind of group that you would want to work with right i have a very close friend of mine uh, who works for a great mnc you know often we kind of think that you know if it is an mnc i will go there i will not go for a startup but now go into the details is the mnc covering your parents now this very close friend of mine that i'm talking about their insurance plan doesn't cover their parents and right. if they want that their parents covered they will ask for another 40 50000 as insurance right 
Okay. Now versus there might be a very young startup which has much more friendly insurance plan. So now you should know that which company is actually better. It's not just an MNC or a startup, but if a startup is giving you insurance up to 10 lakhs covering everyone in your family, that is definitely a better company compared to an MNC as well, right? Group right, right. another very important part which often is not talked about and I do not have precise data to back this up, but I am sharing this from my personal experience. Often people also argue that a medical insurance is only 5-6-7,000 rupees. I will buy it myself, right? My personal experience even from talking to a lot of people, in terms of medical insurance, if you have a corporate group insurance, you will never have to worry about the claim process. Because exactly, exactly. Very, very important. Very important. As an insurance company, they will never mess with a large organization and say that we are not going to settle your insurance claim. But as an individual, right. As an individual, you cannot fight a case with a big insurance company, right? Even if you have bought right. the insurance, your medical bill was 6 lakhs and the company says that, see, as per XYZ policies, we are only going to give you 50,000. And if you do not agree with that, you can go to the court. You will not, you cannot do anything. Actually, practically, you cannot do anything. You cannot right. fight a case against a big insurance company, right? So getting corporate medical insurance is actually very important. Uh, often, and you know, like, push your company that I need to have a solid medical insurance that is a must have because even if right. you buy and if you have personal then you can also top up your corporate one with yes. a personal so all those things you can do but the corporate one has that benefit where your right. company will fight for you correct for the claims correct another thing is that even if you have your personal insurance your company also has personal insurance in case of a medical emergency let's say if your company has a medical insurance of 10 lakhs you bought a personal insurance of 15 lakhs even if your medical bill goes up to 15 lakhs, one by one, you can use both the insurance policies and remain covered, right? So that is about okay. insurance, healthcare plan, etc. Super important, guys, do not undermine it. Ask for all the details of the insurance policy when you are considering the offer. Education and learning uh, grants, super important. Like, like, trust me, you know, people who invest in your growth, you know, like often people ask me that, you know, I have few extra lakhs, where should I invest it? The best place to invest for your own learning. Like I actually also heard this from one of the scalar learner earlier that whatever fees I paid to scalar, that is the best investment that I ever made because I get almost 10x return in just one year. I cannot get that in any shares, right? So if your company is also keeping aside budgets for that, that's a great indicator, right? So that is definitely a valuable component. Food, petrol bill reimbursement, these are helpful to save your tax because of course, irrespective of whether company have these reimbursement or not, you are going to spend them, you are going to eat, you are going Correct. to travel, right? Okay. But if you have these as a part of the embarrassment, you will not have to pay tax on these parts, right? So any, right. you know, department which is fairly mature will add these components so that the employees can save on taxes, right? So right. yeah, I hope that covers most of the things. Understood. Uh, we we, are, we have to go back to ESOPs a little bit because a very interesting question, love to pick this one up which is uh, if your startup gets acquired, like a lot of people think about IPO and <laughs> share, share selling the shares and all, but what if an MNC acquires, uh, right? And then what happens to the shares? Uh, do they convert to company shares? And, and I think a lot of different scenarios can happen. So I mean, absolutely, you can explain absolutely. on those. This is very open-ended, uh, uh, but again, you should, uh, Somil, uh, you know, uh, read the ESOP grant letter that company gives you and ask, uh, you know, the company that what would happen in this scenario. Now, a natural scenario, a default scenario that I would assume most of the ESOP uh, plans of the companies will cover, that if the company gets acquired as per the share holding patterns, 
the ESOP owners immediately exercise and liquidate as well at the time of acquisition. Now, acquisition might be in different forms and forms, right? Now, let's say yeah, it, it, uh, entirety of it gets vested immediately. Yes, that yes. is generally the good employee yes. friendly ones are like that. This is called the acceleration clause that let's say you, your uh, shares might be vested over four years. But after two years itself, company said that, you know, the company is getting sold. So acceleration uh, clause says that whatever was committed to you for four years, it will be given to you immediately. Right now, but now they are given to you what will happen to them. Right now, the scenario number one is that the company was acquired all for cash. Right. Let's say the example might be. Um, I'm trying to recall. Whitehead Junior recently was acquired completely was for cash. Full cash by Okay. Full cash, it was fully cash. Got it. So, if it was a full cash acquisition, then, like, I do not know exactly saw plan of Whitehead Junior, but everyone who was working at uh, Whitehead Junior, whatever uh, you know, ESOPs were given to them, they would have been converted into shares and con- then immediately converted into money, and then people will be given money to them, right? Now, the, there can be another scenario where it is not all cash acquisition, but it is all share acquisition. That let's say if Baiju had acquired Whitehead Junior, but instead of paying money, they said that in return of we will give you 300 million worth of shares of Baiju. Right? In right. that case, what could happen is that uh, everyone who had these uh, shares, they will own Baiju's shares. Now. Or let's say if Amazon acquires a company, then they will own shares of Amazon. Now they might opt to sell it in the share market and take them. Right? Now the third scenario might also be. That it is a mix of share and cash deal, right? So again, then it will be accordingly. That also depends on for what amount the you know acquisition is happening. Now, let's say if it is a bad state that the company suffered, it is in the losses, and the company is being sold for nothing, almost nothing, right? Where let's say the uh, the amount for which company is sold is even less than the whatever fund funds company might have raised, right? right. And uh, then the investors might have preference share so for whatever amount company is sold. It will just go to the investor first, and employees might not get anything. So, a lot of scenarios. But if it is a up upsell, you know, where companies sold at a good value, at a high value, and it is a cash deal, then employees should get money when the company sold. A good example here is Citrus Pay. Citrus Pay was acquired by Payu. Jitendra uh, Jitend Gupta was the founder and CEO of the company. Uh, and when that happened, everyone in Citrus Pay got a lot of money. Uh, like one interesting anecdote I can tell there is that the person who was office boy at Citrus Pay, he got a, enough money from that transaction through his ESOPs, using it, which he bought a flat. So, you know, <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, uh, we can imagine that how other people might have earned, right? Uh, so, this is how. And interestingly, at Citrus Pay, Jitin very strongly believed that everyone who is part of the team should have ESOPs. So, even the office boy had an ESOP. Right, 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 right. And of uh, course, he spent uh, eight, nine years working with them. So, over time, he <laughs> exactly. Deserves that as well, of course. Yes, absolutely. This is a question from LinkedIn that has come up, and I think uh, when when young people looking for jobs, and this happens a lot, especially, is that uh, you know joining at a core team in a startup, and uh, he has been given an option to get 0.2 to 0.5% in ESOPs, but uh, by doing that, the cash component would be less. So, is it a you know common thing that you get a two kind of offers, more cash, more yeah. ESOPs kind of thing? And then if it happens, then what is a good mental model to think about it? Absolutely. No, so, uh, you know, uh, this is not very uncommon. However, when you are, see, 0.2 to 0.5 equity of a company is big, 
you know trust me it's a major a major thing is it's, it's it's major ownership of the company 0.5% for example in a company of scalar size to get an ownership of 0.5% probably you will have to spend 50 to 100 cr right so <laughs> right. you know like if your company become bigger not even really big but even if it bigger gets bigger it's really major ownership it's not an small amount right now if you are owning that much you should have a mentor model that you are almost becoming co-founder of right? yeah. another point to understand is that while you might get 0.2 to 0.5% of the equity at the beginning at the time when you are joining over time it will reduce it will definitely reduce uh, i am assuming right. that any company you are joining who is giving willing to give point you know 0.2.5 these kind of shares it must be a very early stage company right and right. if it is a big company over time they are going to raise more funds they are going to hire a lot of really good people so it is very natural that your ownership might reduce in percentage as the value of the company goes as long as your overall value is going bigger it is great right, right. now it is very normal to take a hit on the salary for such if however you should only do that when you can say that i want to be co-founder of this company when i am so committed to this idea i so strongly believe in this that this is going to become bigger if you are not having this conviction then you shouldn't right of course you commit yourself when you you shouldn't fool yourself essentially right there's no point taking a card a salary card and then after 3 months or 6 months thinking that i will take another job right you should only do this if you are sure that you are committed uh, you know to uh, you know for super long term uh, for 3 4 years and you will make it big if that happens at this kind of ownership you might end up making enough money that you will never have to work for money ever in your life again i can give examples from scalar's journey in our very early stage when we were a very small company right we had definitely had people who might have gotten a salary of 50 lakhs a year in the market but they joined us for a salary of 50000 rupees a month massive salary cut right massive massive salary cut. of course they had good ownership Uh, of the company, of course, and it's not just one person, not just one person of uh, that category. I think pretty much everyone in our core team constitutes of such people. Uh, however, the shares of the company they own today, if converted into cash, it is always enough cash to that they never will have to work for uh, you know money in their life again. Of course, if they do not start living like which I want, yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know so it it has value it definitely has value if you are joining a team which is very high impact if you believe in the mission if you believe that together we can make this really big it is always worth it of course you can negotiate you can negotiate for little more you can say that you know the risk is also high so maybe you know if they are asking you for point 2 you might ask for point 4 settle in for something which makes sense be respectful have make sure that you know it is logical as well but uh, if you are if you very strongly believe that it, this can become big and another thing i will however add is that you should not take a pay cut so big that it is hard for you to even sustain yourself right you ha, must that is, make, that is super important do, do not take a pay cut for example if you have liabilities if you have your emis your family expenses your responsibilities if it is so much that you need uh, maybe say 50000 or 1 lakh every month anyway do not go beyond that because then it will be unsustainable after 3 to 6 months you will be having difficulties and then you might have to just leave that is you know bad for everyone so make sure that you are still taking cash money which is enough for your you know your needs whatever your need might be one person's need might be 20000 rupees or a month another person's need might be 2 lakhs rupees a month but whatever your needs are make sure that you are on that so 
so i think uh, out of all of the discussion uh, because uh, young people joining young companies uh, so one component i think we have gotten a question and not a lot of people ask about so uh, gratuity uh, component and also uh, some part of i think uh, this uh, pf contributions that companies do so uh, can you shed some light on that like how does that part work and how important is that so pf is you know in today's world to be very candid a uh, pf i do not considered as the best way of investment uh, right because uh, the interest rates etc are not really that great uh, however right. however of course pf is mandated but my recommendation to everyone is keep your pf contribution now now there is a, however one caveat if you are someone if you know there are kind of people whatever i get in the hand i'm going to spend it all i'll buy <laughs> drink and you know if you are that person then get get it cut in pf so that you do not get money in your end so you cannot waste it but if you are a person who is economically financially uh, disciplined then it is better to just have your minimum amount cut to the pf uh, and you know like of course another benefit of pf however is that whatever component you pay your employer will also pay the same contribution so you cannot dictate that i want to get this much pf deducted right the company will tell you that this is our pf component part this is this much pf there is a minimum amount so above that will have to be given the uh, by the employer but after that it is also about the employer right but generally investment wise it is better to invest let's say if an employer gives you two options hypothetically i do don't think whether they give such options but let's say an employer give you this option that we can deduct uh, 5000 rupees uh, in pf every month and we will add 5000 from our side and 10000 every month will be deposited in pf the another option is that i deduct only let's say 1000 rupees in pf and i will add uh, you know another 1000 rupees uh, into your uh, pf and rest balance 4000 i will give you directly in cash second option is better because then you can invest that 4000 rupees in much better ways right so whatever minimum has to be uh, mandated by the government you deposit that rest you can uh, you know have in sip in uh, stocks or in whatever uh, place you might want right gratuity is something which is that it's a small amount which is uh, set aside by your employer every month if you spend 4 years like there is certain period i'm not sure 4 or 5 years or some such period if you spent spend that much time then you get all that gratuity cumulatively in one go right so gratuity is also good but again uh, more in the context of a average techie to be very candid staying at a company at 4 5 years while you know of course if you are growing well if the company is doing well you might uh, but there is also likelihood that you might want to explore some other things as well right hmm. if you leave the company sooner then you will end up losing all the gratuity part right if you do not spend that yeah. long period so do not over index on gratuity my recommendation is do not over index on gratuity assume it that it should not part- become a shackle to keep you when you yes. if you feel you don't want to stay there then that okay yes. if i stay for another year then my gratuity uh, yes. will sort of mature yes. then i will stay for another year and you're not liking that is not a good uh, state to be in the younger days you want to make sure that you know if there are some really great opportunities out there better than here you should have freedom to explore that right so you know like try to make sure if there's no gratuity if that is added to the ctc that is also okay don't worry about that doesn't really matter actually here as you know about the financial and uh, career decisions i often say that uh, do not blindly take advice from the parents because the world has yeah, they, they, they will over index on things like gratuity yes. and pf as well yes. so, so so my my dad probably he would have always recommended me that you know no 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 
there should be big gratuity component you know for because for them they join one job and they work in that job for 30 years right the world has changed now we take up jobs of course it is possible that we might continue in the same job for 5 10 20 years as well end up becoming ceo of the company that i joined that is possible but it is also possible that in the early years you might explore some other paths you might uh, you know explore other opportunities so do not over index on gratuity and pf these are you know in today's modern world these are little bit of things of old world. Right, 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 right. Actually, about PF, uh, I mean, uh, just if somebody who has not started their first corporate job yet, so uh, if you ne- if you don't if you opt in once, then you have to stay opted in for the next company as well. Like the minimum amount you have to do that. So I fortunately got to know this when I started my first corporate job. That was before I was running, before that I was already running a startup, and then we had not grown to that size yet where we had PF contributions. So I had not uh, contributed to it, and I joined uh, my first job, and they were like, "You don't have PF account yet. How are you working for three years?" And they said, "Since you don't have, you have an option to join or not join." And as a result of that, I had never joined, and uh, I figured that if you are financially sound, then you can invest in better things than PF. But then uh, that that's a call for you to take, as like I think Abhiman you said that if you are somebody who ends up spending everything, then. <laughs> that can be a difficult thing so i think uh, on that note we will uh, wrap that up as well because uh, uh, you know uh, we have been uh, planned for an hour but we have actually exceeded that but we i see that there are still more questions coming up so uh, definitely we can do a follow up session on uh, financial planning because very valid questions that uh, some more have also come up so we will uh, sort of collate uh, the further questions that come up in the chat and the comments below and we will definitely have one more session on better uh, financial planning and delve a little bit into that uh, tax part as well how to sort of arrange those grants and all to sort of uh, reduce your uh, tax etc and maybe there might be some advice for also young entrepreneurs as well some people might want to start their own company how how we can have some financial advice for those people as well uh, so so we will definitely do that and uh, we'll meet uh, all of you uh, again uh, next sunday uh, 5 pm so till then hopefully this helped <laughs> and i'll do the typical thing that you know uh, i learned from the youtube celebrity is press the bell icon and uh, yes <laughs> yes 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 one important one uh, guys uh, you know of course we try to come up with things that might be interesting or and of value to any young techie uh, if there is any topic any question uh, that uh, you would like us to talk about please post that in the comment we will try to discuss that uh, you know maybe as soon as we can Yeah. Uh, plus another thing, uh, Discord. dot gg slash scaler. So I'll just uh, write that down also below here. Uh, you know, uh, this is our uh, you know uh, community on uh, this thing, uh, Discord, uh, and uh, very vibrant community. Is, I think plus thirty thousand people now. And there is actually Ask Abhi Manju channel as well, where you can uh, put up any questions that you have, and uh, you know uh, some of those topics we can definitely take up here. Uh, feel free to join that community, and uh, of course stay subscribed so that uh, next Sunday and uh, till then during the week also we are doing a lot of great sessions. Yesterday Anshuman and, and Mohit they were doing a fantastic session, so we'll keep doing such sessions and. Uh, keep on sending us comments on what you want us to talk about we will talk about those things uh, so hopefully this clears a lot of your doubts about uh, packages many of you joining new companies now this is the time so uh, hopefully it clears your head so thank you everybody for uh, coming in and thank you everyone for taking out the time let's, no let's meet again no on the next sunday <laughs> with everybody okay bye okay. bye